Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News, and we are live today out at Hollyoaks ORV Park. Had a great first hour talking to Tom Zielinski, talking to Allie Dubois uh, with the Michigan Bronco Club that's hosting us out here uh, today. Just great to see all these folks uh, out here in their Ford Broncos and enjoying uh, an off-road park, really a great off-road park. I love this place. I come out here a lot myself and test vehicles. And then uh, these Bronco folks uh, are also out here with uh, Matt Winter, who joined us, uh, the Bronco man- brand manager, and kind of talked to them about the larger Bronco universe. But you all, but uh, these folks are also out here driving around with side-by-sides, with uh, uh, off-road motorbikes, so they really get... A, a, a good uh, a good lesson in how to be safe off road as well as to have fun. So, a uh, really cool place here, just an hour north of uh, Detroit, right off of 75, backs up to Hollyoaks uh, 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 ski slopes, and um, uh, uh, I'm going to go out and have a little bit of fun myself. I've got a Bronco Raptor out here that's uh, looking pretty tough over there with its 37-inch tires, and so I'm going to have a little little fun. But uh, we're going to expand the program a little bit beyond Bronco here for the second hour. I was just uh, out at Silver Lake Off-Road Park uh, out on the west side of the state. Sensational place, 600-foot-high uh, uh, sand dunes right on Lake Michigan, and I took uh, Bronco's big brother, the Ford F-150, Raptor R. This is a long-awaited V8-powered Raptor. Took that out on the sand dunes out there. Uh, just just had a uh, had a great time. I, I sat down with Brian Bell. We'll hear from him about that F-150 Raptor R. And also, uh, I'm going to talk to uh, Joseph Newgarden, who is just in town, the IndyCar superstar. Uh, with the Penske Racing Team, finished second this year in the championship. Uh, he was just in town uh, to uh, uh, to get the ball rolling on the 2023 Detroit Grand Prix, uh, along with Bud Denker. I'm going to talk to both of them uh, later this hour. And, uh, yes, the ground has already been broken for the June race uh, coming June 2 through 4 uh, next year. Uh, right in downtown Detroit, the track is a 1.7-mile track. goes right around the Renaissance Center. They're going to hit 180 miles an hour on Jefferson Avenue at this uh, track. A lot of excitement, and uh, and I, we're going to be talking to them later this hour about what's going on down there, what sort of construction is going on. There's a lot of orange barrels if you've been downtown Detroit recently, uh, but fun to talk to those, those two guys. So a lot coming uh, here this hour. Let's uh, kick it off with Brian Bell, marketing manager for the Ford F-150 gas pickup trucks, in particular the Ford F-150 Raptor R. All right, this is Henry Payne with 910 AM, the Superstation, out in uh, Silver Lake uh, National Park, right? Is that Na- is it Silver Lake National Park? State Park. I believe it's Silver Lake State Park, yeah. Yes, State Silver Lake uh, State Park. My, my first time here, but what a fantastic place. I'm, I'm used to uh, off-roading on the east side of the state in uh, Raptors, Wranglers, everything uh, at the mounds and uh, and Holly Oak. But uh, Silver Lake is something else. I'm, I'm uh, joined by Brian Bell, who's the marketing manager for F- F-150 uh, gas pickup trucks. Brian, how are you? I'm great, and it's what, what a great day, right? It's awesome to be out here doing this stuff. Yeah, it, it is, and, uh, and it's been raining hard all week, but that's not a bad thing in, in sand. It kind of packs the sand down uh, so that we get really good traction. Not that these uh, trucks need it. We're 
were testing the uh, all new the first Raptor R. Uh, the first time you guys have uh, uh, kind of put a bespoke engine uh, into the F-150 lineup. Normally, you're, you're I mean, the, the R is legendary for its handling, uh, off-road handling, but you've always uh, equipped it with uh, production uh, engines. The first gen had a V8 in it. The, the uh, gen, gen two and three had the twin turbo V6. But now, for the first time, you're bringing in a bespoke engine here for the R, which is uh, it shares with the Mustang GT500. That's right. Yeah, this is our 5.2 liter supercharged V8. Uh, the, the base block is is shared with the Shelby GT500, but the team does some work on it to uh, to make it you know more more Raptor off-road kind of specific to bring in that lower end torque things like that. Right. So, but it's but it's a great hand-built powertrain that we're really excited to put in the vehicle. Yeah, I, I, I kind of love that uh, duality for the powertrain because the GT500 is just legendary on track as an on track vehicle. And uh, and I always tell folks, uh, I spend a lot of time at, at uh, racetracks, and I tell folks uh, when I see them at, at a track with a GT500 or a uh, Ford GT or whatever, I say, you know, you. you do not know the capability of these vehicles until you take them on a racetrack. And the Raptor and Raptor R, the same applies off-road. Great trucks, really nice to drive every day, but you have no idea how capable they are until you take them to a place like Silver Lake. That's right. Yeah, you have to get it out of the dirt, really stretch its legs to really understand all of that things that it can do, right? The Raptor with the suspension that we have, 13 inches of travel in the front, 14 in the back, standard 37-inch tires, things that make off-roading, I like to think it's easy, right? When you're out there doing these things in, in a lot of vehicles, you're really thinking, you're working at it. When you're out there today in the Raptor R, it's just a fun day to ride, right? It's just a fun ride around the park. So, Yeah, yeah and, I, and I really think it opens up a new world to folks. I mean, uh, I've, I've, I've raced cars uh, all my life, and you travel around this country and go to different r- racetracks in, uh, in, uh, in, in Grattan, uh, outside Grand Rapids, or Watkins Glen in upstate New York, or, or Sebring in Florida, and you see new parts of the country you've never seen before. Same with this off-road stuff. Uh, you get you get a Raptor and you kind of hook up with off-roaders and you start seeing places like Silver Lake or Borrego Springs out in California. Yeah, that's right. There are there are Raptor groups, Raptor clubs, and Raptor off-road events all over the country, right? This isn't just a desert, uh, a, a desert only thing anymore in the desert southwest. There are groups in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan that actually really enjoy get together and do these desert or do these runs in their Raptors up there and they have a great time doing it. Yeah, and, and and you guys equip this vehicle uh, to do low speed stuff. I mean, you got you got a transfer case. You can go into four low. You can go grunt around in, in uh, uh, rock and and but but its real natural habitat is a wide open place like uh, Silver Lake where you can really stretch its legs. Right. Yeah. The truck is really designed for that that high speed desert off roading, right? And that long travel suspension really lets you do those kind of things. You know, almost like we we look at it like a, a factory built pre runner almost, right? It does those things that those pre-runner race trucks will, will do out in the desert, but it means it's also really good at other things. There is, you know, you can take this off-roading uh, for the mud bogging down south, or you can go in the in the sand dunes here, or you can go, you know, it's a, uh, even on some some trail runs and some of those um, fire road runs that some of the groups do. Right? It has a has great ability to do all those kind of off-roading events all over the country. Yeah, and and again, I mean, you look at this truck; it's a beautiful truck. I mean, the the engineering of these trucks is is just spectacular. You get in you drive it and it's quiet uh inside but uh, you 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 look closely around the the engineering of the truck it, it is it is this thing is this thing is a tank it is armored uh from front to rear and i i ran into a group uh earlier this year uh that that does baja tours and that takes people in production trucks i mean uh Primarily because they're going to Baja. Primarily, it's Raptors and and uh, and your big competitor, the Ram TRX. I, I think that's the way to go. I mean, hook up with one of these groups and go to Baja. There are a lot of groups that do those things. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a group that goes yearly uh, yearly down on a trail of missions, right? So they go to all the different missions down in the Baja Peninsula, and they have these great events and the the imagery and the and the stories that come back from those are just just fantastic, right? The customers just love it when they go. Yeah. 
So, um, so you, uh, Gen One w- was legendary. Really created the segment. Uh, this idea of a super truck had a V8 in it, and uh, and then come Gen Two, more capable truck in every way. But you, but but you 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 went to the twin turbo V6. You've always heard from that customer they wanted a V8 again, and and here it is. That's right. Yeah. So we're this is the third gen truck, and the EcoBoost is still our primary volume. Right. It's a, I mean it's a great engine. Um, 510 foot pound of torque and that that twin turbo you know direct fuel injection gives you that great low end torque almost like a diesel does so it's a it's a great powertrain for raptor we still think it'll be the majority of the volume but we've had that group of customers that says look i want a v8 back right i really i'm a v8 buyer i want a v8 in my truck so we can just give them a v8 we gave them a 700 horsepower <laughs> hand built you know ford performance 5.2 liter supercharged v8 engine and they're just excited as could be so, so again, you go back to Gen One, cut that V8. I know guys who have V8s just just love them. They've they've uh, uh, they've maintained their value. I think they're worth more on the market than they were originally. Uh uh, Ten years ago, when you introduced this uh, uh, truck, but uh, but there's got to be huge advancements since since then in electronics uh, in order to 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 enable a customer to put 700 horsepower to the ground. Oh yeah, so the the company has done so many things, and and I uh, I've been fortunate enough. I actually have launched all three generations of the Raptor. I've been uh, lucky enough to work on F150 uh, since that first generation Raptor timing, and and what a phenomenal truck it was when it launched, and and the. Company just couldn't believe what you could buy off the showroom floor and drive out and the things you could do. And then, just like we always do with our trucks, we're continuously improving it, progressing it, looking for ways to take advantage of that new technology, listen to our customers, how they're using it, what we can do better with it, what we can do more with it. And you saw that in Gen 2 where we added more suspension travel, and the EcoBoost was a great power trip with more low-end grunt than the 6.2. Now you come to Gen 3, and we you know, we changed the rear suspension to the the 5-link uh, the design, which let us get more travel out of the back as well. Then you add the 5.2 liter, right? We're continuing to improve that truck because that's what customers tell us they really want from us yeah and then that five link is huge i was i was talking to an engineer earlier said you know what's the big difference between this truck the gen 3 and the generations that came before for it and he went right to that five link he, he said that's that's huge uh owners all comment on it and it really it really increases the duality of this truck doesn't it makes a much easier truck to drive to work every day um you know while you're planning your silver lake adventures it does right it's a, this is a truck you can take out of your garage drive all week long back and forth to work looks great going out to a nice dinner and then on the weekend you go up to the silver lake sand dunes or out to the borrego springs national park out in california wherever it is you go bumming around out in the dirt rinse it off and start your week all over again it's a, it's just a great all all around vehicle to drive yeah and it's it's easy to use i mean it's got this big screen uh which is new this generation it's a, a wireless apple carplay android auto i mean it's it, it's so easy to use as a daily driver and then you take it off road and it's and it's just incredible uh, uh, how capable it, it is. Difficult time these days uh, for Ford product. I mean, with the, with the chip shortage, you guys are killing it in, ter- in terms of product. Maverick, Bronco, these things are off the charts in, in desirability. Uh, I've talked to a lot of folks who say, you know, I, I just got my uh, Maverick after 10 months of waiting. Uh, what, what's it looking like for the Raptor R? You know, um, the Raptor R, we expect it to start going on sale later this year, right near the end of the year. Um, we've been taking orders since July. We we um, you know we don't have any any supply chain things to talk about on it now. But the company has been dealing with them just like the industry has, and we've got a great team back in Dearborn that just every every day something will come in. They attack it. They find a way to work through it. We're going to continue doing that until we get through this kind of issue. And then you you uh, you go into show showroom or you go online to order your uh, your Raptor. Uh, talk about the uh, the walk from a base Raptor to a Raptor R. What do you what do you get with this vehicle other than 700 horsepower? Well, so the, the biggest difference for the Raptor R is the powertrain, right, that 5.2 engine. But we do things. We standardize the 37-inch tires, which are optional on the EcoBoost version. And then, um, you know, it, it we get increased towing capability out of it. we got 8,700 pounds towing, which, by the way, Raptor owners really, it's still a truck. They use it as a truck. They still need it to tow their, you know, their, their race vehicles or their off-road toys or their boats or whatever it is they do. So, uh, you know, we're excited to have that kind of capability. But uh, in addition, the customers are going to see things when they look at it, right, there's some there's some design characteristics, right? The bigger hood scoop on the top that, that makes it stick out. We've got our, our code orange accents. We've got a unique decal kit for it. Um, inside, we're looking at it right now. You can see we've got a real carbon fiber um, uh, appearance items inside for the customers. You know, unique uh, Recaro seats uh, in the vehicle with unique stitching. So a lot.
lot of appearance things to really kind of set it apart in a distinctive way, not a not an over the top way, but a very distinctive kind of way, so that customers are, you know, proud of the vehicle that they have and they're pulling up in. Yeah, much as an Airstream way. A little Airstream. Oh, boy. I, I think they range, depending on which one you get. I think you can find them from 5,000 pounds up to north of 12. Yeah. So that's what you do is you go you go buy a little Airstream for five, five 6,000 pounds. You, you, you hook it up to this vehicle, throw your bead locks in the, in the back, uh, come out to Silver Lake, spend the weekend in your Airstream, air the tires down, and go out and have some fun. Yep, and then just, you know, pull it on home when you're done, right? The truck does it all. <laughs> I love it. Brian Bell, marketing manager for gas-powered F-150 trucks. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you very much. appreciate you taking a little time to uh, come out and enjoy the truck today. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. My 38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My 38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Mike Z for more information at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at M-I-K-E-Z at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need the Word Network. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials. And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. This is why you work so hard to pay the mortgage. Because home is more than four walls and a roof. It's that porch swing on a summer night. It's pajamas with feet and everybody over for Sunday dinner and that old stuffed chair in the living room you just can't get rid of. This is why you work a second job. This is why you learn to fix things yourself so you could save on repairs. Because home is your place, your memories, your family sleeping in their own beds at night. And that is why we want to help. We are making home affordable 
a free government resource that can make paying the mortgage easier. And now even more options are available. Call 888-995-HOPE today. That's 888-995-HOPE. Or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Good night, Mama. This is why. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. All right, this is Henry Payne with 910 AM, the Superstation, up at the top of the Renaissance Center, talking with Joseph Newgarden, who's in town, to uh, kind of kickstart the 2023 uh, Detroit Grand Prix, which is going to be down here in the streets. Joseph, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm excited to be back here next year. It's really great to uh, have you here, and it's, it's kind of cool to see this circuit already coming together. We're moving downtown again off of Belle Isle, coming back downtown like the old Formula One days. Uh, so what, what are you guys doing here tonight? Yeah, so we have a partner event tonight, which is great, you know, to check in with, with a lot of the supporters here. Um, and uh, Detroit, to me, is such a big community, and, and obviously none of these events take place without the the cohesion of a, of a large group of people. And so it's uh, it's good to, you know, catch up with everyone, get kind of a discussion on where we're at. We're still about seven months out, so there's a lot of work to do. But just being here in the city, seeing how much they've already transformed the streets is really impressive. There's, there's a lot of work to be done and a lot of people that are putting an effort to do that. Um, um, and I'm just excited to see it back downtown. It's you know Belle Isle's always been great, but downtown is going to be a totally different story. Yeah, it's uh, and and you got to look at the track today. I, I, I like the fact that it's kind of shifted uh, east in town. It used to when the Formula One circuit was was a little further west, you'd come through, come underneath tunnels, make a lot of noise, but it really split the the city in half. Now now that circuit really goes around the Renaissance Center, it's going to be much more open to public. Uh, what would you think taking a lap uh, around today? Well, it's, you know, for me, what stands out is just being in GM's headquarters here is, is really special. We used to always see that from Belle Isle, right? You'd see the backdrop of the Renaissance Center, um, and it would, you know, kind of give you the inspiration for the weekend. I'm a Team Chevy driver with, with Team Penske, so we always want to perform here at Detroit because we have, you know, so many close partnerships with, with a lot of companies out of the city. Um, but like you said, the, I think the containment of the event is very different than what it was 30 years ago. You know, they've, they've really figured out a way to make a, a robust robust street circuit, but make it accessible for so many people. You know, they've, they've got 50% of this track that's going to be accessible for free, which is, which is you know, unheard of when, when you come to a street course race. So it's really a, a tip of the cap to Roger, Bud, the entire team to, you know, provide this access that they've provided for the fans. It's just unparalleled from, from anywhere else that you could go. So um, that's most exciting to me. And then, you know, obviously I'm a racer. I want to do well when I, when I come here. So I'm, I'm looking at the track today trying to understand, okay, what, what's the driving style going to be? What are the pressure? points uh, and just being on Jefferson is I think going to be a highlight trying to figure out how to you know the Joe Lewis fist we're going to have a, a hairpin right around that and, and I think figuring out how to navigate that's going to be a big talking point yeah, yeah you're already setting up the car uh, based on the uh, the cords I mean it looks fast I mean you got this uh, this really long almost a uh, straightaway almost as long as Elkhart Lake yeah. coming down here uh, past the Rensen uh, the initial I was talking to your teammate Will Power last uh, um, during the Detroit Grand Prix, he's figuring sub one minute laps. I mean, it's going to be quick. Yeah, it'll be a quick street circuit. You know, that's not uncommon for us. Places like St. Petersburg, Florida, where we start the year in IndyCar, um, it's around a 60 second lap. So they'll probably be comparable to that. Um, but yeah, the straightaway on Jefferson, it's really wide. You know, most of this stuff is getting completely redone, um, which is great because it's going to be smooth. It's going to create opportunity to use all the lanes available. But you're going to be five, six lanes wide on a 0.7 mile straight. You know, which is which is quite a distance to to get a toe and a run on somebody into a, you know, probably a 40-mile-an-hour 180-airpin. So that provides a really interesting opportunity for, for overtaking um, and figuring out how to defend that, too, is going to be a real challenge. It's one thing to drive around it fast, but when you get in a racing environment and you have all these cars drafting up behind you, you know, trying to figure out how to keep them behind, I think, is going to be um, not an easy case. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, that straight uh, sort of backs up to the uh, to the central business district where you have a lot of restaurants. People will be able to come out in the stands, go back to restaurants. It's really a cool layout. Uh, you're from Nashville. You've seen Nashville develop a street course uh, in the last couple years. Uh, were you involved in that? How do you think that's worked in Nashville? You know, I was really just a, a fan as far as involvement. I'm from Nashville, so I remember when it was was happening. They had already they'd already designed the track. Uh, they already had 
everything laid out and you know they wanted input and so I was I was there at points seeing what they were doing um, but a lot of it was up the road by, by the time I got there but you know having an event in Nashville I think really in some ways sparked bringing the race back downtown here in Detroit you know this it's was historic to have a race here in the downtown section of Detroit and as much as I love Belle Isle it's been a tremendous track it's one of my favorites we go to so I I hate losing that surface but I'm really excited about what the event can be here downtown I've I think it will be very similar to what we've had in Nashville and and the fan experience from from everyone that I've spoken to has been tremendous there they really enjoy the atmosphere that they get um, the accessibility um, you know to the driver the team you just you don't get this in most sports where you can walk right up to the pit lane and you know see how the driver and the team interact and, and go see where they build the cars and, and and what they do during the weekend it's just not that accessible for most other sports so people that never saw that in Nashville got to experience that and I think more people that have not come to this event in Detroit will have a great opportunity to see that yeah we're uh, looking over the Detroit River right here I mean all we need is a, a couple of bridges across the Detroit River like they got in Nashville right then we could uh, go to Canada and back um, so one of the signatures of this circuit is going to be a side-by-side pit lane I don't quite understand how that works do you well, so it's very unique. We've never done this. There's going to be a, du- I guess you would call it a dueling pit lane, where when you enter the pits, it's a single single entrance, and you're going to split either left or right, and then we're going to all join before heading back on the track. And, you know, they're able to do that um, to fit more pit stalls, basically into this section where pit lane's going to exist. So I think it's going to be quite unique. Uh, I've seen some renderings of the way the suites and, and some of the hospitality section is going to be flanking the pit lane, and I think it's going to be quite exciting to watch. Um, but it should be, I think it'll be totally, you know, totally fair. Obviously, you come in off the button, you know, people are going to people are gonna either go left or right in pit lane, and it's, it's going to... you got to go the right direction. you got to go the right direction. So I, that's that's probably the toughest thing is remembering, what side of pit lane am I on? You know, you would think it's always one direction, but this, you know, this time around, you might get, might, might, you might get messed up. And, and that was driven by just, they had a short distance there, so they couldn't put a full pit lane there. So they, they divided it in two? Yeah, for that specific section. And I think that it's a brilliant idea. You know, the, the entire group here with the Detroit Grand Prix working together, um, I like that they have something unique that no one has seen. And if you see the rendering of this pit lane, it, it is truly spectacular. It's going to look quite cool. Um, so I'm excited about what that's going to visually look like and, and what it's going to be like. And I think it's a challenge that, you know, it's fitting to have a new challenge here in Detroit that we just don't have anywhere else. Yeah. Well, it's, and they've already laid the, uh, the pad for it. There, you see these two parallel, they look like parallel runways at a very small airport. Uh, so it's, it's cool to see this coming coming together. Are you getting a, a real vibe already? I mean, you're, we're seven months out, but uh, this is the headquarters of your team. This is where Chevrolet is. Uh, I mean, do you, you, you get a sense that there's real excitement building? I do. I mean, there's always been excitement to the to me, though, around the Detroit Grand Prix, whether that was Belle Isle or downtown. But there's definitely a different energy about moving the race back downtown. I, I think... You know the the ease of being able to to access the race is going to be very different than what it was in the past. Um, you know, as much as I love driving on the island, it, it was a little bit more cumbersome to get across there. So I think you know being able to integrate a lot more of the city, the local businesses, um, and just even the people that are that are that are, are that live downtown, it's going to be a very different story. And you know, I, I always like a new circuit too. I'm a race car driver. You give me a new challenge. And, and I'm going to be all for it. And, and we have that opportunity. There's only there's only one chance that you get to, to win at a brand new circuit, and so that'll be next year. Yeah, the uh, you're coming off uh, another successful year. You're, you're you've, you've won two championships in this series. Been uh, been uh, bridesmaid for three years straight. I know you're excited uh, for the for the, uh, the 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 year ahead. But you guys have a pretty long off season. I mean, you get a little antsy watching these F1 guys uh, carrying their season into, into November. I definitely get you know very excited to get going again. You know, a couple weeks off is nice, but then we're we're ready to go racing, and so you're already trying to fight that competitive itch. You know, what are, what are we going to be doing for next?
next year? How are we going to be building our cars differently? Um, it's a nonstop process. It, it seems really, I feel like from the outside, it seems simple where you just show up, you put the car on track, and you try and drive faster than everybody else. But there's just so much that goes into it. There's so much detail on the way these cars are built, you know, the way they're changed day to day when you come to a track like this, what the weather is, what the tire is for that year. So there's a lot of history and, and research that goes into the offseason trying to examine what we did this year. And, and we had a great year. We won five races in 2022. But, you know, my mind is always going to, well, okay, we won five. How are we going to win 10? And you can't just you can't just show up the next year without any work and do that. I mean, you really got to you got to put in the time and the effort and see where you were, see where you were weak and, and, and strengthen it. So that's that's what I'm focused on. I'm, I can't for me, it can't get here soon enough. <laughs> yeah, it's an exciting uh, season to look forward to. Do you do a little sports car racing while you're off this winter? Do you uh, you got the Daytona boys coming after you after you for the 24 hour? What, what do you do in the off season? I'd, I'd love to. You know, I, I've always wanted to, to race some sports car stuff. So, um, yeah, trying to have the opportunity to, to jump in a couple of those events would be great. I don't have anything lined up at the moment, but um, yeah, I'm hopeful one day I'll get a shot. Joseph, thanks for uh, joining us uh, and uh, looking forward to this new season. Thank you. IRS, three letters that strike fear into everyone and for a good reason. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency on earth and being in debt to the IRS can have serious consequences. Oftentimes, it begins with the IRS sending you a collection letter and then escalates. And before you know it, they're garnishing your paychecks, seizing your bank accounts, even your home or business could be at risk. But thankfully, there's Optima Tax Relief, America's number one most trusted tax relief firm. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Their tax professionals have the expertise and experience to help you put your tax debt to rest. Call now and get your free consultation today. Call 800-928-0199. 800-928-0199. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19. But you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. the Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500. But they must air with a 30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Mike Z at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at M-I-K-E-Z at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new program on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesdays, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. 910, The Superstation, Detroit's only African-American talk radio. All right, this is Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News, hanging out at a good place in Park City, Utah, where we're getting to drive the long-awaited Cadillac Lyric for the first time and talking to Tristan Murphy, who is the interior designer of this beautiful vehicle. Tristan, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, uh, great to see you out, out, out here. We've been talking a long time mm-hmm. uh, about this vehicle, and uh, you must be excited. Uh, this is this is uh, your baby. Yeah, again, you know, we were talking about this, but, uh, you know, about how many times you, 
you know, get a car through the production pipeline and everything else here. They're all special, but, uh, you know, there's definitely some that, you know, kind of take it to the next level. And Lyric was definitely a, a real big project, you know, not only from the actual just delivering this car through the production pipeline, but really envisioning a brand new future for Cadillac and what that experience was going to be and how it was going to truly be unique in the marketplace. Yeah, let, let, let's talk about that because uh, it, it seems like a real opportunity here for Cadillac. I'm I'm a big performance guy. Uh, I, lo- I love uh, BMW M's. I love what Cadillac did with the V Series and uh, and Cadillac Turn of the Century really put a lot of effort into making this an athletic brand, going after the Europeans, uh, Nurburgring, going racing, all of that. This feels very different. This feels like Cadillac going back to its roots, to standard of the world, to the to the you know to the, to the tail fin days when this when Cadillac really defined luxury. Yeah, and and again, it's hard to say that it's going back, but I think it's it's definitely um, we're, we're we're really embracing who we are as a brand and really not being shy about it. I think, you know, you referenced when we were uh, really, you know, gun sighting the uh, European brands and the driving dynamics and the Nürburgring, and that really resulted in a lot of great products and knowledge internally on, you know, really the birth of V-Series and then eventually Blackwing and how to really do a, a true driver's car with no compromises, um, world-class. So again, that's that's forever now part of our DNA, and you know we'll continue to build on that and use that internal knowledge. But yeah, from a branding and a, a you know really thinking of Cadillac, we really want to take this. Uh, uh, it's an opportunity to pivot a brand like this and really to go into the future with the EV technology and all the uh, the things that that enables from a design standpoint and the enablers of you know freeing up the space in the interior and you know having this great electric propulsion. But, but yeah, really getting a chance to kind of take a step back and, and really say internally where do we want to take the brand. And, and where do we really want to, and how do we want to position it so that again, it's it's truly unique in the marketplace. It's not trying to necessarily chase or uh, maybe follow uh, like we've done maybe in the past in certain aspects, and really again create a unique position. So again, anytime anybody either looked at it from the exterior or especially where I'm involved, really when you sit inside of it, it truly feels unique, and it does have some of those elements that hark, hark back to again um, the detailing and the excessive the amount of precision that we used to do in these cars and really bringing that back into a much more modern interior space here. And and do you feel like it's this this confluence of technology and electrification that's allowing you to do this reset? I mean you you know you go back to the to the early 20th century and then Cadillac defined technology first automatic transmission obviously defined styling. I mean everybody knows what a 1950s uh, 60s Brogham Cadillac look did did electrification and and, uh, this uh, digital revolution allow you this this chance yeah absolutely and I, and I think it allowed us and again I'll go back to the years of even proving to ourselves where we we've done some just again world-class cars you know we referenced the black wings and you know a lot of the other things and the escalates that we've really brought to finally in uh, again a world-class level I think it allowed us to have more confidence and have you know I think you think back to some of those cars you referenced in the 50s and 60s that swagger you know that Cadillac was I think it allowed us to really again again going back to really embracing who we are and being confident about that and kind of you know you've seen in a lot of our advertising you know we're not only embracing the brand and what it represents but the idea of being iconic even the use of color you know, I mean, again, like really not being shy about it. And again, you go back to, again, some of those cars you mentioned, there was nothing shy about those old original, you know, tail fins and the colors we used to do. And again, I think, again, it's not about necessarily looking back and being retro, but taking some of that swagger maybe into the, this next generation of cars and again, and, and truly leaning into what it means to be American luxury, especially as we move forward, right? And again, creating that very unique, um, almost unapologetic experience that is very special, very iconic, um, and is going to feel very different from everything else in, this, in the uh, marketplace here. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I'm particularly intrigued by you uh, because uh, you're a designer. I mean, there's a lot of talk around this vehicle about the uh, about the Ultimum, ba- Ultimum battery, about the, uh, you know, about the, 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 the quiet, the power, all those things that come with electric cars, but Tesla very much defined that uh, as uh, as that electric performance. What I find really striking about this vehicle is how different it is mm-hmm. from Tesla from a styling point of view. That's a smartphone on wheels. Mm-hmm. Absolutely iPhone simple inside. Mm-hmm. This is not that. Yeah, and, and you know, we had a lot of conversations about that, again, specifically on the interior about, you know, there's things that they do great, and they, to your point, have really, you know, kind of moved the industry in a different way, but 
we weren't going to get anywhere, and it's certainly not Cadillac to, again, yeah, be this phone on wheels. That's not true to the brand. It's not at all creating a unique experience. And, you know, right away we talked about, you know, what that experience is and where we wanted to take the brand and going back to the idea of, you know, the screen, you know, again, we definitely have this beautiful freeform display. It's a big highlighted interior. It's a very, it's a technological showcase, you know, first in the industry with this freeform advanced LCD uh, display. And it's fantastic and it has beautiful features that we can have on it. But we really feel like, especially when you start talking about a, a luxury product and those expectations of how we can really tie, tie into that, that human emotion, it's those physical things. It's that physical inter- in- engagement, right? Like, you know, going back to even the way that we adjust manually the events. We've got these beautiful adjusters that have all this beautiful detailing and knurling that not only look beautiful, but feel really great to use and articulate. Uh, same with all the dials and these hard controls that, again, you want to be able to have that engagement. It's the way they move, you interact with it. That That's kind of how you create those little memories, those little things that kind of stay with you. Um, and it's kind of like holistically all put together that give you that experience and that we think is a better experience, right? I mean, again, it's not just about, oh, how are we, we got to make sure we check the box to be different. It's how do we truly create an experience that we think is the right balance of of physical controls, hard controls, soft controls, um, how you engage, how you open the door, um, how you interact with your cup holders. You know, again, it's it's a really it's a deeper philosophical question that we had about making these decisions on a very, very, uh, you know, very, very deliberate decision on which controls were going to be real, what the engagement was going to be, and, uh, and in turn, it ends up becoming very different, obviously, than Tesla's very dis- deliberate decisions. So, um, again, we like we like Tesla, we like how much they've changed the industry, but it was very much about we're not trying to come here and just have a version of that for Cadillac. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, this this is uh, this this is a, a a different polar opposite of uh, of Tesla in terms of detail in this interior. I mean, you walk into this vehicle and it is a, it is what people uh, would expect of a concept vehicle to show. I mean, this floating island in the middle is extraordinary. I, I, I want you to talk about some of this detail. I mean, you touched on it a little bit uh, with the, with the climate controls and with the uh, rotary uh, control, but uh, talk about some of this uh, this laser etching you've done yeah, so- uh, on the so you know the exterior team and everybody's seen the uh, the light up face of Cadillac here and light and we talk about how light is very important element um, and same thing on the interior we wanted to really rethink how do we do interior lighting in a fresh and different way and again that's how do we bring a little more fashion into it how do we create something that again is going to talk about technology in the way that it's you know created but at the end of the day just has a beautiful look and what we've done here again industry first is um, we have a our decor in this trim set is a piece of uh, black ash wood. And then we come through with a laser that's a blue light laser. It comes through twice to create and cut the pattern. Then we overlay that over a very, very thin, like I think it's a quarter millimeter, almost like film of metal veneer um, that that kind of fills in the holes. And it's so thin that at night we're able to shine the light through that and you get this beautiful pattern of lighting that kind of comes through all those holes. Um, for us, it was kind of a tie into nature. You know, we talked a lot about what are the inspirations for the vehicle and you know again from a philosophical side we love these connections to nature whether or not people understand it on a conscious level or subconscious level it's kind of goes back to the idea with with the range what this vehicle is there's no sacrifice you can go out and you don't have to be stuck in the city into like normal ev driving you can go out and have your adventures be involved in nature and so we always like these connections that we can kind of bring back to the car we think it gives it again some of that emotional that warmth um that we're always kind of looking for that gives it that connection to the 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 consumer there yeah and 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 this car is very bespoke feeling i mean there's a uh, you're part of a larger corporation uh you get into cars these days i i kind of like it you get into a buick or a or a Chevy uh, Silverado or exactly a Cadillac. You yeah, you need, and you kind of all the controls are yeah. similar. Uh, you guys started talking about uh, getting, taking things out of the toolbox. Not this car. No. I mean, everything in this interior uh, feels bespoke. So we talked a lot about you know bringing Cadillac to the to the next level, right? And how do we really take the brand um, from a design standpoint and experience standpoint to again to that truly next level here? And one of the things that we identified very early on, and we had a, a lot of great commitment from Jamie Brew and her team, and even Mark Royce um, and executive leadership team, was we needed no parts bin parts in this in this car, no more parts that were going to be shared with a Buick or a Chevy. And that came down from the large you know controls that we talked about, the multifunctional controller, the HVAC, but even down to like the map 
lights. You know, we have very specific design map lights that take the same texturing and beauty that's in all these other little detail areas and puts it inside there. And that would have, that's kind of, to me, was like one of the, the real true, uh, I guess, acknowledgements of how serious the leadership and how much we believe in what Cadillac is. Because it would have been really easy to, at the end of the day, when you're up against the wall against costs and trying to get it to be this, again, I'll say it affordable because I do believe this is a an affordable luxury EV. It would have been really easy to be like, do you really need task lights and map lights that are specific? Can't we just use that from a parts bin? And yeah, it, would the vehicle have been, the, would it have been the end of the world? No. But again, there's that subconscious level of detailing that goes into those that again, just makes it feel like, wow, this, to your point of being bespoke, everything is bespoke in here. And not, you're not going to see it uh, in any of the other products within General Motors. So it will stay exclusive to Cadillac. Um, and again, it really allowed us to kind of come out of the gate with this very holistic experience where, again, the same patterns that's in the backlit wood, the pattern that's around the knurling, uh, the pattern that's now showing up in the overhead console. It, you know, it, it, it's all everywhere and it feels cohesive. Um, and we would have never been able to do that if we weren't allotted um, the full suite of uh, components and controls in the car. Yeah. Uh, uh, last thing, and this just shows the obsession with detail on this car. My favorite uh, bit of bespoke is that right down to the lettering on yes. the windows, you guys are using Cadillac lettering, not the traditional GM lettering. Yeah, so um, all automotive glass have these uh, monograms in every in every vehicle in the market, basically. And, and really all it is is um, usually have your manufacturer's logo on it, like we've had for our whole history, I think, the GM logo. And then usually has just information for the suppliers to tell them what exactly this glasses and again this is standard across every vehicle sold globally um and this is where again just trying to take it and think about every little thing and how we can make sure that it feels bespoke to cadillac so yeah we took that standardized font that's on every not only gm vehicle but worldwide and we asked the question it was like was there any reason we can't use our own cadillac specific font and they're like well nobody's ever really asked and it's like so let's do it so yeah we we got all every glass monogram is slightly different for each piece of glass so we went through that design iteration got made sure we had the right font and the size and made sure it looked and met the the spec and then we replaced the general motors logo with just a little crest in there and again it's it's just those subconscious things i think that help to again it's not just a gm vehicle it's a cadillac right it's 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 really trying to lean into this is a Cadillac and this is how you're going to see it for the future again this lyric really sets the tone and opens the book for all our next generation stuff and uh, what we're going to use to build on top of this here so yeah I love it it's a beautiful car Tristan Murphy interior designer for the Cadillac lyric thanks for joining us yeah thank you very much really appreciate it did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce typically supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside a balance of nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. 
call. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Mike Z for more information at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at M-I-K-E-Z at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. They'll challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. They'll push you to the edge of your sanity. Because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs. Defend it. Who makes the payments? Who cleans it? Who drives it? You do. That's who. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kids buckle up. All right, this is Henry Payne down at uh, Daytona Motor, Motor Speedway. Great place to be on a Friday afternoon, and we're testing the uh, all-new Porsche 963 hybrid GTP car. It's going to debut here at the 24 Hours of Daytona in January. We're joined by Dane Cameron, who is one of the uh, drivers of this uh, machine. Dane, how are you? Not too bad. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to uh, see you down here. It's, it's a pretty exciting moment, isn't it? First, uh, first time the car is te- uh, tested at Daytona, uh, looking ahead to next year's 24-hour. Yeah, certainly a significant test for us. Obviously, uh, Daytona is one of the marquee events in, uh, in sports car racing, so it's... Uh you know, it's kind of the Super Bowl race for, for the IMSA calendar, so uh, probably the highest priority. It's also one of the most difficult being that it's a 24-hour race, and it's also the very first race. So this car's first, you know, official race appearance is going to be a 24-hour event at the, the most important race to everybody. So certainly tough, so it's uh, it's good to be here now and, uh, you know, kind of see how the car gets on with it. And we're still in the, uh, you know, development phases of this project, but... Um, yeah, we'll see see how it goes. Yeah, and, and it's really uh, you, you've been around motor racing a long time. Uh, this this seems like a very uh, a very uh, compressed uh, development cycle. You got multiple teams uh, racing a spec car, uh, as you say, trying to get this ready for a 24-hour race. Is this different than anything else you've been involved in? Uh, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. And um, you know, a lot of a lot of ways, it's very similar. What makes this unique now is it's a uh, you know hybrid car, which is very unique and brings with it its own set of challenges and it's kind of new to to quite a lot of us new to me first time in a, in a hybrid motorsport car so trying to figure all that out um but yeah in, in today's motorsport world of you know these sort of more spec and more homologated cars you know they're a little more frozen in their, their development so um a lot of work is done in the background now in simulator computer wise and when the car is sort of born it's most of the way finished and you're just kind of fine-tuning uh, but it also being that once the car is done and, and what we call homologated, which you know basically means it's sealed in a, in a way, you need to get it right. You know, so there's a lot of pressure on the front side of the project to make sure that you have a very very quick race car and you're and you're happy with what you produce because uh, once that sort of stamp is on the car, it's quite difficult to undo some of those things. So you need to get it right right from the get go. And um, yeah, the hybrid component 
even though that spec um, you know provides a uh, quite a big set of challenges to the, to the staff yeah yeah a lot of uh, suppliers involved uh, putting this thing together you, you're coming out of uh, current dpi racing you and felipe nasser the two uh, sports guy sports car guys coming into this uh, program uh felipe from um, uh, was racing cadillac you're racing acura uh, how different how different is it coming in with uh, penske motorsport uh, I've had a stint with Penske before in the Acura program, so uh, very familiar in a lot of the surroundings, so a lot of familiar faces from uh, our time there in that campaign, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, it's uh, for Felipe and I, we bring kind of the, the pro- little bit more of the prototype experience, even though we're new to the Porsche family. Um, but again, this is a different project, a different rule set, different category. Um, you know, the, the targets for regulations are quite a bit different now. Uh, you know, the weight of the cars has gone up, the power of the cars has gone up, uh, but the downforce levels have gone down. So it's a little bit different way it produces lap times compared to the, the very high downforce DPI cars. Um, but still a good car to drive, and, and we're learning more about it all the time. Yeah, I know. I, I forgot that, that you were with uh, Penske Acura. So you've been in the Penske bubble uh, before. You're a American boy, a California boy, I think. Um, what's it mean to race for uh, Roger Penske? Uh, it's quite an honor to, to, to drive for Roger. Um, I was very happy, very proud to race for him before, to win races, win a championship for him before. It's something I think everybody you know desires to achieve when you're younger. Uh, and it's really special to be back for a second stint, to be asked to come back and, and join the program. And um, quite an honor to, to join Porsche, who I have a lot of respect for you know, in their motorsport heritage. So um, for me, that kind of marriage was, was really perfect and was something I really wanted to be involved in. So, yeah, it's great to be back. Uh, Roger's actually here at the test, so he's, um, you know, if anyone has ever crossed paths with him before, you know, his, his level of dedication to anything he puts his name on to. So he's been popping up to a bunch of tests and checking in on us and making sure we have everything we need and everything's going the right way. Yeah, he must be in the air all the time. It's, a, it's amazing uh, how he keeps track of all his properties. But uh, racing is clearly a passion for him. It's at the core of his company and what, what drives him. Uh, that must be inspiring to, uh, to, to, see, to see him so involved. No, absolutely, absolutely. It's really impressive just, as you say, how he keeps everything straight in the day as many different directions as he's getting pulled. But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, the, the motorsport is really kind of the, the main pillar of, of what he does and, and you know drives everything forward. So uh, it's really great to see his passion for everything that we do and his support for sure. So it's a, it's a pleasure. Our listeners, I think, can hear in the background uh, the V8 uh, fired up on this uh, 963. And um, so uh, uh, we're getting ready to go out to, on, on track and test. Um, uh, the, the big goal here is Daytona 24-hour, Le Mans 24-hour. You're going to be involved in, in, bo- in both races? Uh, I'd like to think so. We'll see. Uh, we're still kind of shaking through all the... The, um, the driver programs and pairings and uh, where everybody's going to go. But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to uh, to drive the car as much as I can next year. I'm getting a signal here from Frank. We have 10 minutes with Roger, so we're going to go in. Oh, inside the – okay. Well, good. We'll, uh, we'll get a little time with Roger Pensker here in a minute. Uh, but uh, sticking here with uh, Dane Cameron, always good to talk to uh, Roger. Uh, uh, Dane, you've uh, – just talk about the, uh, the process of coming in. Um, with the uh, with with this car, how much time uh, do you spend this in the simulator? Uh, talk us through the development process a little bit. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty intensive. We've done quite a lot of track running all around the world, uh, trying to tick off as many race tracks as we can. You know, get different exposure. Every different track poses a different challenge. Simulators are quite predominant. Uh, so Porsche has quite a quite a high end one in Germany that we've been using to develop the car. So before and after the test, we use a simulator. Um, you know, on track running, there's no substitute for that. So um, yeah, it's 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 pretty intensive for sure. We're trying to cover quite a lot of ground in a short amount of time. Dane, great talking with you, and uh, good luck at Daytona. Yep, thanks so much. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials. And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So, anyway, I'm very happy. 
Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. the 800-683-9499. 9 Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500. But they must air with a 30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Mike Z at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at M-I-K-E-Z at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Bonda Evans. Bonda Court Unfiltered. Let's keep it 100. What is the modern woman? I'm at a point in my life, thank God, that I now can choose what I want to do. If you don't learn to love you, it's a waste of time. You know, I'm not here to debate. You know, I do try to keep it light. But there is... Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.